1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and kittens, to uh, Take the Black Live, the one and only show on the internet, where we talk about such things. TV, movies, fantasy, sci-fi, robots, space lasers, swords, dragons, dino-swords, and etc. I am Dan Selke, the editor of here with Daniel Roman, the other editor of WintersComing.net, and today... We have a bit of technology funnel. We ha- we're we both on kind of delays, so I'm going to try and um, parse things out cleanly and evenly and um, pristinely. But thanks for showing up. Hello, Martha. Hello, Christian. Uh, coming from M. I- missing in action, or is it a place? And as usual, we have plenty to discuss. There is what was supposed to be the biggest movie event of the entire year came out the other week. Um, we have an early review of what I'm told is a witcher shaped dumpster fire coming around the end at the end of the year to Netflix. And th- this is our final show of the year. This is it. We're not going to be back until January. And so we're going to preview for you right here, live and in an action Every show worth watching in 2023, the upcoming calendar year. But first, I wanted me to you, you to me, me to Daniel, Daniel to me, to get your opinion, Daniel, and your opinion, good viewers, on the could have been the movie event of the year. Maybe it was going to change cinema as we know it. It's cinema. Marvel movies aren't. Daniel, now that it's out and it's out and people talk about it, what did you think of Avatar, The Way of Water, a.k.a. Avatar 2.
2: Yeah, Uh, thanks for the nice, nice pitching it to me there, Dan. Uh, Yes, as Dan mentioned, we are a little delayed today. It's probably me. There's probably a cloud over my house that is throwing off my internet. But so Avatar, The Way of Water, baseline, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, For for those of you who maybe are tuning in and haven't heard me rant about Avatar every other week Mm -hmm. for the past month or two. I'm an enormous fan of the first movie. It's one of my, probably one of my, like all time favorite movies. I thought the way of water. uh, I mean, the visuals of it are spectacular. Uh, It's not just empty hype. That if you want to go see a movie in a movie theater that has like that spectacle feeling of I'm in the movies. I'm going to be immersed in a different world for three hours. Three hours probably will need bathroom breaks. I think Way of Water really delivered in that way. I do feel I was a little confused about how it followed up on the first movie's legacy Um, because, you know, the first movie is all about basically Jake Sully integrating into this culture that has this great reverence for nature. And then the, the sequel kind of throws that, it still has those themes, but it's so focused on his family that he does he makes the decisions didn't always feel like they made total sense to me in terms of jake's going to go you know on this journey and that will basically draw attention away from the rest of his tribe but like the the movie didn't really make a great case for why that would work so it just kind of stuff like that felt a little weird to me kind of like uh, you know uh, abandoning them like the whole point was that he was stirring rebellion So him leaving, I don't understand why that uh, arc made sense. So there were things like that where, like, it didn't feel as airtight, even though, like, you could probably laugh or joke about how the first Avatar may or may not be airtight. But I I think a good case could be made for... You can understand the thought process consistently throughout the first movie more than I think this one. But in terms of the sheer, like, majesty of the thing and going to see a movie that is not like anything else that's out right now like there's not an easy substitute for avatar the way of water i couldn't say skip it and go see this other similar thing um it's a pretty astounding movie what did you think dan and what did you think out there if you've seen it or if you haven't are you excited uh but dan what did you think of the blue people
1: um i enjoyed the blue people um first i'll well, that's Nicole's question. Is it worth seeing in 3D? Daniel, you can answer that. When, he, it, when it gets back to you, you say, absolutely. OK, I saw it in 2D yeah, and I thought it and we've talked about this before on the show. I can't imagine what I'm getting in a 3D version that I wouldn't have gotten seen it 2D like I did in my theater. It looked great. The visuals, you're right. The visuals were spectacular. It looked very, very good. Now, I'm not going to lie, though. So it's over three mm-hmm. hours long. The first two hours, I was like, this is nice. But like when I had to go to the bathroom and I dig three hours long, I didn't really feel like I had to run lickety split back or I was going to miss out on the time of my life. Um, I liked it. It was nice. That last act, that was exciting stuff. He turns up the heat. The entire last third <clears throat> is really a pretty intense rush to the finish. A lot of great action, a lot of great effects. I mean, for all the talk of this being like um a movie to end all movies a movie it's going to be like a special event of something that you have to see and it's going to be the event of the year i don't know honestly it, it 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 seemed like a big blockbuster action movie um it didn't really distinguish itself for me like beyond a marvel movie or another kind of big tentpole i enjoyed it and that last act was very good but there were weird stuff you right like you were talking about why does he have to go to the water people? It didn't seem like I'm supported. And it's I mean, me looking at it as someone who knows kind of just the conversation around the movie. It's because James Cameron freaking loves the water Titanic sphere. He just wants to get there. So he just kind of makes an excuse. And I mean, I think because he's such a revered filmmaker, we have a tendency to kind of imagine that he must have some kind of deep cinematic reason for doing all the choices. Like, dude just likes water. I think, I really think that's literally it. Like, he wanted to be in water, so he had them go to water. And that's it, kind of ends there. And it doesn't really hold up. And it doesn't need to, because the point of this wasn't we need to make the next Citizen Kane. But with the Blue People action movie, we need James Cameron likes the water, wants to play in the water, wants to play in the water. I mean, Sigourney Weaver is playing a 14 year old, she's 73 years old, and it shows, and it's kind of odd. But I mean, I liked it. It was the whales were very beautiful the settings were very lovely um there's like a military sci-fi angle to it james cameron's a bit of a gunhead it seems like and just um that oh i don't know edie falco was in this yeah you never mentioned that if you'd mentioned that i would have been interested in this a lot sooner i'm i'm happy that edie falco's playing a villain good for her i liked it i it didn't change my world but i liked it about as much as i liked like you know doctor strange the multiverse of madness or um what else did i see this year or like the last black panther movie like it was good it was a good action blockbuster i i'm not sure just given the immense hype um it lived up to like the towering majesty of james cam's reputation but i'm not sure what could and i'm curious to see uh how it toddles on as it goes further did you think it was worth seeing it in 3D, Dan? You've seen it only in 3D and not also 2D to compare, right?
2: I, I have thus far only seen it in 3D. Um, but what I would say is yes. I think if you're thinking about seeing it in 3D, do it. The The price jump for 3D is, is a bit more uh, than it was for Avatar 1, which obviously that was you know 11, however many years ago. So that's pretty understandable, but it still feels like a lot. Like, I I think yeah. Natalie told me tickets near her were like 30 to go see it in 3D, which feels outrageous to me. About, no. It was 16 for me, and I saw a matinee. I think the 3D, the thing with Avatar in 3D is that it is the best 3D that is being done by movies today. So it's like, it, could you watch it without it? Sure. But if you have any interest in seeing a 3D movie, and in this case, that means I, I do think the 3D is less of a selling point for this movie than it was for the first. Because the first movie, the 3D was the innovation. Here, the innovation is the underwater photography, which even though, like you said, in terms of the Black Panther the sequel, in terms of the Marvel tentpoles, like, I think the underwater photography is really what sets this up apart and that does feel like James Cameron really likes fish someone let him go make a fish fish movie I think that yeah that insert came across much more in this movie especially knowing that like he relocated his family to New Zealand while they were shooting these movies at the beginning of the pandemic he moved there and he has like five kids so like those you see the elements of Cameron as a human being more in this movie, I think, than any of his other movies. Um, I think it's too early, though. So it, for three, 3- it is. 3D, yes, go see it in 3D. I will see it in 2D at some point to compare. But I, I do think if you are interested, um, it's not. It's the thing that makes it worth it is you can't replicate it at home. There, there's no good way to watch Avatar in 3D at home. So if you want to know what that's like, you got to do it in the theater. But in terms of, like, the legacy, I've seen so many headlines that are like, "Ah, oh, Avatar was not the success anyone hoped it would be. It's not de- redefining cinema. And it's like, this movie has been out for a week. Um, <laughs> Avatar 1 was a slow burn. It did not break the box office its opening weekend. It had, like, a pretty muted opening weekend. And then word of mouth caught on, and more and more people saw it consistently over time. Mm-hmm. um i think it's way too early to call on whether this is a disappointment lives up i think story wise we could say that it feels a little like no one reigns cameron in a little bit more with this one um kind of like i much less than i felt about love and thunder with taiko Waititi, but like a similar thing where it's like you can see a little bit more that here's this creative Mastermind at work, and I don't know if there was a no person in the room saying, Hey, I don't know if that's a good <laughs> idea about things. Um, so in that regard, I don't think it's as much of a mm-hmm. standalone, I want to say masterpiece, you can debate that for the first Avatar, but like it's a solid standalone story, and this one didn't feel quite as much of that to me. Um, but it's still a spectacular movie, go see it if you haven't. So yeah, Dan, Yeah, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on this?
1: I gave them all. I think I'm pretty good. We're going to move on because we have some good stuff to get to today. Basically, I enjoyed it. Um, and you're right. Yeah, James Cameron it. movies have legs. It doesn't have to redefine cinema, but I don't know. I liked it. I liked yeah. it. I I didn't love it, but I liked it. So good for Avatar 2. Good for the blue people. Good for the fish. Good for James Cameron and his family and their yeah. snorkeling habits. Let's move on because yes. we got some stuff to cover today. Let's go on to the... 2023, Uh hypest shows of 2023 ranking Smackdown. So last week, we were yes. uh ranking the best shows of 2022, the 15 best. Put them in order for you. And this time, we are going to look at some of the 15 biggest shows coming our way in 2023 and ranked them in order of how excited we are for them. And by the way, Julie asked if I'm taking silly pills again. No, um, it's just that we ha- we're on a delay. So I'm trying not to interrupt <laughs> Daniel, but I still want you to look at yeah. me. So I'm just going to make faces to react to things he says very expressively. Okay, so we're going to rank the 15 hyped shows it. of 2023. Thank you. Um, Our candidates are <laughs> just uh, for your The last of us. We got The Mandalorian season three. We have The Witcher season three. We have The Wheel of Time season two. We have Secret Invasion, a Marvel show. We have Loki season two. We have Ahsoka, mm-hmm. one of a couple of Star Wars programs. Shadow and Bone season two. We have The Return of Doctor Who with David Tennant back as the doctor after like, God, 13 years. We have The Three Body Problem from, uh, Dan Weiss, the Game of Thrones producers, uh, a new sci-fi show, which I'm pretty excited about. We have The Boys season four, The Boys spinoff Gen V. We have the second season in Good Omens, also with David Tennant. David Tennant's going to be have big 2023. We have Invincible season two. We have Vikings Valhalla season two. We have like at least three Star Trek shows going to blump together. We got Discovery, Picard, and Strange New World. And Daniel, I'm going to go ahead and get things rolling by suggesting that in the top spot should be The Last of Us, The Three-Body Problem, and maybe one of those. I'm going to go with one of those as my top one.
2: I think that's a pretty good call. Um, I think at the very least we can say those are going to probably be in the top you know, three or four for both of us. Because those are the two that I am oh. most curious about as well. I think up there with The Wheel of Time Season 2, I'm very yeah. intrigued. About that to see what that show can do when it's not being um, crippled by COVID stuff because the first season went pretty hard off the rails because of that. Uh, so yeah, I I can get behind that. I think we should set aside The Last of Us and The Three Body Problem, but we can put them at one and two. Which, so let me ask you, which of those two are you more excited for?
1: I think the Three Body Problem. The Three Body Problem is probably not one that you guys has it, it, gotten a lot of press. And maybe that's a bad sign. Maybe I shouldn't be excited for it. But he, he here's, why, here's why I'm excited about it. It's a Netflix show. It's from the people behind Game of Thrones. It's from David Benioff and Dan Weiss, who I know got a lot of flack for the Final Fantasy Game of Thrones. But I'm really excited to see them try their hand at a new, big, sprawling story. And The Three-Body Problem is a very well-regarded kind of high-end, fancy-schmancy sci-fi show a sci-fi story um for, by a uh, Liu Zizhen, I think is the author a Chinese author kind of about an alien mm-hmm. civilization that we contact them and they may or may not be hostile and they're starting to come here and they we have to prepare for their arrival I like perhaps the fact that there's a mystery to it is making me uh more interested because and the pedigree we got like um John Bradley and the it. that's a, that's cool. I just like the idea of a big, new, sprawling, challenging, intellectually stimulating, and intellectually, ambitious original story. I was saying that list. A lot of them are like season two, season three, season four. This one, this is a whole new thing. And I like mm-hmm. that. And I don't know anything about it, but because of a leap of faith, I think I'd put it at number one. I think I would. Also I'm not as excited about this year <laughs> as I was last year. I think it's going to be a little quieter than like House of the Dragon and the Rings of Power. As we had last yeah. year um, and or totally, but I, I do. What about you, Daniel? Do you want that? Number one, do you want someone else? Number one.
2: You know what? I think we can leave that at number one and I would put the last of us in number two. I um, would too. Those are the two. There are a lot of shows I'm curious about, but I, those are the two new shows coming that I, I feel like could make the biggest impact this year, especially the three body problem, because you're right. It is a very well-regarded sci-fi story. It's huge and ambitious. Um, And I'm really curious to see what Benioff and Weiss do with it because, Mm -hmm. you know, they haven't really had a big show since Game of Thrones. And they've been working on this one for a while. And you're right that the press has been low. Um, I'm not worried about that per se because it's Netflix and they're always a little weird about their press. Um, Until it's a big hit like Stranger Things. But we do know it's definitely coming. Yeah, we do know it's coming next year, though. So yeah, I think we can leave those two up there. Okay, so do we go to the bottom next? Or do we try to whittle our way down from the top? What do you think?
1: I just want to say that um, I want The Last of Us in second because although it's also original, it's it's HBO, so you know it's going to quality. Um, I mean, it's zombies, and there are so many freaking zombie shows, so it, it doesn't get quite the bump for me. Even though I'm also quite excited about that, I have the screeners actually, so I'm looking forward to watching them. Maybe tonight, we'll see. Maybe certainly by Ooh, this weekend, this weekend. That's cool. Um, I think, and uh, Jay asked about The Mandalorian season three is coming. It's on the list. I mm-hmm. don't know. March. the mandalorian i definitely think belongs on the list but i wouldn't put it at, like number one two or maybe not even three just because i think the mandalorian There's got other a good l- stuff yeah that's true but also I-, I think the mandalorian got a little infected with um nostalgia disease um where it's yep. in that second season they kind of put in the cameos they got boba fett they got luke skywalker they got a Tano like it started to really kind of I, I liked the first season. So and I really did so, so much because it felt its own thing and no one's interrupting us. And now it's they're kind of making it part of this bigger marketing machine and it's still good. It, it And like the best part of that Boba Fett show was the Mandalorian episodes. No question. It still has this pull, but I think it gets knocked down a little bit. I think I would put the wheel of time probably yeah. at number three. Because I yes. thought the first season was, I mean, it had some rough edges, but again, it was good and original. I thought it was exciting. I liked the cast. I liked the vibe. I liked the opulence of um the production. And I just like this new story. Like, it's a fantasy story, but it's not quite Lord of the Rings, not quite Game of Thrones, somewhere kind of in between, somewhere mm-hmm. outside. And I'm looking forward to seeing what they do now that they have a ball rolling or they have more confidence and they don't have to take quite so many precautions because of pandemic stuff. I want to see more. I want to see more Wheel of Time. So I put that at number three. And somebody else put it at number one, I think Julie said at number one. Ooh, ooh, good call. Julie wants to see the last Kingdom movie. which might come out. We're not sure. And, of course, there's all these Walking Dead scams on the way. We'll look out for those, too. We'll cover them on Wick, definitely. I'm not sure... Oh, I, I think the I think the Daryl spinoffs. No, they have like the Dead City one coming out. Maybe we should have added that on. Oh, I forgot too late. But I put I put that at number three. That's my I, number three choice. How about you, Daniel?
2: Um, I I'm glad I don't need to fight for Wheel of Time as number three because that is you know just looking at the list we have, that's the one I'm of the established shows that I'm most curious to see. Mm-hmm. Um, no. The one that I'm definitely hypest for because. I've, I think it had a decent first season, but there was kind of the bones where you could see it could be better. And uh-huh. this is a season that will inform us of, can it be better? Um, yes. I think, you know, with a with a first season, there's always a little bit of leeway if things are rocky. But then in season two, it can often become make or break. It can show yeah. you the trajectory of the show. Um, so that's this season for Wheel of Time. And yeah, I think number three for that um walking dead you're right we'll definitely have to keep an eye on when those are coming out they're both filming right now dead city and the daryl dixon show um but i Thanks. i don't know offhand when they're coming and the same for seven kings must die we don't know for sure if that's coming next year but it should be, be
0: uh, so
2: let me ask you then uh-huh. um number four i feel like maybe Loki season two toss up between that and the. uh, yeah i agree with you about the mandalorian kind of getting tainted a little bit like i (laughs) love season one but it did become kind of a cameo of the week type show in season two um and i I hope they dial that back but i'm a little nervous yeah me too i mean baby yoda and the mando of course it's gonna be great so does that go in the number four slot does Loki go there, or does something else? What are what What do you think?
1: I think. I mean, folks had Vikings fall hollow, which does look good, but I just I, I'm not, I don't know, I'm not really attached to that one so much. I Same. would maybe argue for Secret Invasion over Loki. Um. Well, Loki was pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Actually, you know. <laughs> i liked invincible a lot to be honest with you i thought it was i thought it was quite good um and i'm pretty confident i'll have a good second season i thought that was really bracing and one of those i mean like adult cartoons can be hit or miss but uh that one had a good balance of it was such a weird show like a superhero show so we have a million of those right but it, it was this weird balance of like um It did have sort of the ultra violence you expect from like a modern edgy adult cartoon thing. But it also like kind of had the Mm -hmm. like it like preserve the optimism of like a silver age ish um, superhero cartoon. It was a it was a really interesting mix. Um, And I'm cool, by the way, talking about Robert uh, Walking Dead, a Robert Kirkman joint is invincible. Yeah, this gets harder. Um, I think the boys gets knocked on a couple pegs, too, because season three was good, but not like splendidly good. So I'd be good with okay. Loki, Secret Invasion, because Secret Invasion looks interesting to me because it looks I watched those trailers and it had like a lot. They seem like they're really going for gravity, like some of these yeah. Marvel shows you can watch the trailers or the shows themselves, and, and they kind of feel like throwaways a bit. Like, nobody really cares about what Moon Knight was up to, even though the show was fun. Don't get me wrong, it was nice. <laughs> um, it felt like they were trying to really summon some of that old MCU gravitas in those trailers. And Samuel L. Jackson can hold on the show, so I'm interested in that. They have cameos going on. Yeah, um, you know what? I could probably agree to Loki. We also got a vote for Loki from um, Nicole in there. It was one of the better MCU shows. And I like the whole yeah. Doctor Who, uh, sort of the timey-wimey sci-fi alternate dimension hopping aesthetic they had going on. Performances are good. If you want Loki in there, I could, I, I could agree to that. Instead of moving things the hell along,
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, it is, a, it is a hard toss-up between Loki and Secret Invasion. Um, I think Loki. It, it's another thing where it's kind of a tried and true tested at this point. Like we know Loki season one was good and we kind of have an idea of what to expect in a future season, you know, more of him paling around with Owen Wilson, uh, Kang the conqueror. So no. yeah, I think it, it could be a coin toss for me between secret invasion and Loki. Um, why don't we put secret invasion at four Loki at five? Oh? I think those two could be interchangeable. Hey. I have an alternate.
1: Uh, why don't I put Loki at four? Hit me with it. Something else at five, and then Secret Invasion can go a little down the list.
2: Sounds good. Um, All right, Loki okay, at four. Okay, so... Out of the... Uh, Invincible, I haven't seen. So I will take your He's word on good. it. It's so you, good. You're more excited for that than the boys, it sounds like.
1: Yeah. Only because the boys sort of fizzled out a bit at the end of that season three there um okay. i don't think it was as bold as it should have been and invincible still kind of riding high um i i i i want invincible next frankly i thought invincible was really really good um i thought it was really fun really inventive really optimistic and cynical at the same time that's what it did that which which is a hard balance to pull off um, but it managed it totally, and I know there's like a lot of comic source material, so I'm I, I I think it's like set and the story is well regarded. So I'm looking forward to seeing that get adapted. I I think I'd put it at
2: five. Okay, you know what? I I think I think we should let you have this one because again All I right. haven't seen it, but J.K. J.K. Simmons. I'm not going to argue it. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I I'm okay with Invincible number five. Um, I'll say that beyond that, you know, looking past secret invasion, some of the next things I'm most intrigued by on the list are shadow and bone season 2 um, mm-hmm. very curious to see how that turns out. I liked the first season likes not mm-hmm. loved, but I, I think it, it was one of the rare instances where that it's better than the book um, season one. So I'm very curious to see what they do in season two, because season two is a better book than season one was. Um, so for me, shadow and bone is going to be one of my next ones. I'm also curious about the witcher. I can't lie. Mm. It's kind of like watching a slow motion train crash, uh, (laughs) where this is Henry Cavill's last season. I know it's adapting Mm -hmm. one of the most like famous witcher books that has a really, really good climax. And I'm really curious if they botched it. Um, that can go lower on the list, like we don't need to put it above good shows, but those are the two I'm kind of eyeing. Um what, okay. what, So, beyond Secret Invasion, what's your next bet, and is it something you would prefer to see over Secret Invasion?
1: Um, we can put Secret Invasion next, because oh. I do think- What about
2: Mandalorian?
1: Yeah, I, I would say that is the next one. I'll say this too. The Witcher, if I had my um, way, that's, I'd probably put it at number 15. I have a suspicion <laughs> that it's going okay. to suck. Uh, oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> like the first season I thought was, yes. I thought was pretty rough out of the gate. Honestly, like it had some things that were entertaining mm-hmm. about it, but like there are some problems. The second season was worse Um, it, it, with all the chaos. I think it, it, it might be terrible It really might. um so i are we okay putting it at the bottom
2: can we do that um yeah i mean i guess so there are some other shows on here that i like good omens is another one where i watch like i'm gonna watch the witcher before i watch good omens even though i know good omens is a better show Cause I'm invested like in the witcher sure. and I haven't started good omens, but like I'm okay with the witcher being at the bottom because like I said, I'm most curious for it because it's like watching a slow motion train crash. Um, I am not optimistic that it's going to be good. Cause I think if they had aced season three, we probably wouldn't be having these conversations about Henry Cavill leaving. That's probably my
1: suspicion. Not. So,
2: so yeah, let's
1: put it at the bottom at the bottom. I'm okay, with right. that. And I mean, Julie deserves I, I, it. I hope it proves <laughs> you wrong. That's all I Sorry, can say, Netflix. Julie. I hope it does, too. You know what? And look, we're talking about like Me things too. we haven't seen. We haven't seen this stuff. Maybe it will come around and be Any really, really great. It's very possible. I hope so. But I, I, I'm I'm just going on track record here. And I have a, I have a bad feeling about this, y'all. Um, but we'll see. Um, and I think we wanted yeah, Secret Invasion same. at number six. Six, and then mandalorian at number s- and then mandalorian we were talking about should it be at number seven i am i am interested in watching it i'll watch I, the mandalorian I, I, yeah
2: it's gonna be I good think mandalorian it's gotta be six or seven i'll let you make the call but it's gotta be one of those two because seven. it's still the man Mandal- it's still exciting to get a new season of the mandalorian um, it's not like it ever got bad. It just relied no. kind of heavily on cameos. And hopefully I I'm this is another thing where I'm nervous. I hope they dial it back a little because Andor kind of did what the first season of Mandalorian did and just told a good story on its own. And we yeah, see nice. that once again that worked. Um so yeah, I think Mando has to be at least at seven. Um so I want to penalize it a bit us.
1: for all the cameos and for making you watch the Boba Fett show. To, do you re- like key events happen in that show? We did outside of the Mandalorian. Yeah. That's a big pile of bull crap. That's stupid. Don't yes. make us do that. Like, just keep make yeah. a show, make a show front to back and make a good, big entertainment. I did not like that move. Yeah. So I kind of want to put it even further down for that, but I agree. I'm sure it will be good. They're not going to let it be bad. And that first, and the, 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 there's there's juice in that show and i want them to keep milking that juice um and i hope it's as good yeah uh <laughs>
2: i think we did penalize it some <laughs> cuz otherwise I, it would have um, been higher if if it didn't rely so heavily on the cameo stuff um so quite, out of what remains yeah, go ahead. i'm going to go uh, it's okay uh it's the delay i'm going to go through what we have less left okay. on the list for you guys out there, and for us so we know.
1: Hey everybody, uh, Dan Snokey here, looks like Daniel Roman, don't be afraid, he's frozen in time over there on uh, in upper state New York, uh, where he has naught but treason deer for company, and he's frozen, but it's it's not actually frozen, he is alive, kicking, but the internet signal isn't getting through to him, he's alright, we assume. Unless a tree fell through his roof Uh, But we are still here And we're going to have a good time together Before I read this message Okay um, I'll read what we have left What we have left are Ahsoka, the coming Star Wars um, Spin-off show Of The Mandalorian, of course Starring Rosario Dawson As a green woman Avatar is the only uh, movie franchise That can dye people colors And call it art we have Shadow and Bone two, the sequel follow up season to Shadow and Bone, an adaptation of Leigh Bardugo's young adult fantasy novels, loosely based on czarist Russia. How's that for a heady high, <laughs> high concept uh, cocktail? Julie Davies, is he manscaping? Um, probably, he probably is. He's not here. I'm sure. I'm sure that's what he's doing. What else do we got? We got the Doctor Who specials with David Tennant, which. I wouldn't even put Doctor Who on here, except for the fact that David Tennant is coming back as the Doctor, which he has not done, I don't know the exact years, but it's been quite a few years since that happened. And that is cool that they got him back, the new showrunner got him back, so that'll be fun. We have The Boys Season 4, which I'm sure will be good. We have Good Omen Season 2, which is the Neil Gaiman joint that follows up on a book that doesn't have a follow-up. But Neil Gaiman is so reliable, I'm sure that's going to be something good. We have Fakus Mahal season 2, and we have all things Star Trek. Now, Daniel's not here, but you know what? We don't know when he's going to come back, so I'm going to make... So you you and I, dear viewer, are going to make the decision. Just because I'm... I, I haven't had time to watch it. Nicole says Ahsoka should be next. Would anybody object if we put Star Trek in 14? I... There's like three Star Trek shows. I don't have time to watch them, I've watched some of Picard. I've watched like an episode of strange new worlds, but it's this kind of thing where if you make so much stuff, I'm going to blame you if I can't get to all of it. Like if, if they made one star Trek show, maybe I'd make a point of watching that when it came around every year, but you want me to watch discovery Picard and what's the other one? Strange new worlds. It's too much. I just kind of just block it out instead. So uh, it might be good, Oh, dear. Am I on? Okay. So, does anybody object to me putting Star Trek at number 14? Because I'd like to. Going five times, going four times, going three times, going two times, going once. Richard, can we do that? Can we put it at number 14? I assume we can. I'll make a mental note. And then 13, I would like to put... uh. Every everything Star Trek at number 14, Richard. Just like Star Trek. Picard, uh, Strange New Worlds, and um Discovery. Just the collective 2023 in Star Trek at number 14. Unless there are objections, which will not be, because I am correct. Um after that, I would probably put good. Uh at 13 I would probably put, and I think Danny would agree with this, he's coming back, by the way, people, don't worry. We're, we're getting it all worked out. I'd probably put Vikings Valhalla, just because, again, it's not when I've watched, and I know that's a stupid excuse. I know it's kind of silly to say uh, the reason we should rank something lowly is because I haven't watched it, but I haven't. There's been a lot of shows. If there's anybody out there who adores Viking Valhalla <laughs> and wants to make a case for it, Feel free, but I'm comfortable putting it at number 12, uh, number 13. There you go. Just because eh, the first season, the first show I watched some of, I enjoyed it. It was kind of like the other. That's unfair to call it like a non Game of Thrones Game of Thrones. It was good. It was competent. And the second one has some chutzpah to it, but it hasn't cracked my interest radar. And I think Daniel would agree. So cool Vikings Valhalla, number 13. Love that working. Going once, going twice, going three. As Nicole says, "Like hell oh, is good, okay, not great." Which I will take as license to kill. Number, number thirteen, it is okay, and that leaves us with Good Omens, The Boys, Doctor Who, Shadow and Bone, Ahsoka. Daniel said that he enjoyed Shadow and Bone season one. I did too. I—that's uh, a lie. I appreciated Shadow and Bone season two. I mean, season one. I could tell that it was well done. Here's the thing about Shadow and Bone. That show is a show that I can tell is well made and decently produced and, you know, felt with enough feeling that it's 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 it's, it's it, it deserves to exist. And it's just not for me. It, it, it's it has that kind of YA. um Veneer to it which is fine YA stuff is good I like I have no problem against YA stuff Uh, As Martha asks Is Outlander on this list is Outlander Coming back in 2023 It probably is Outlander season 7 are they on It's on the list Martha Um, We're not perfect and we may have missed One or two things Uh, And I apologize to any shows Not represented on this list But no Atlas on the list if it was who knows where it would be probably number -1 the top of the list but uh shadow and bone i'm not crazy about just because it doesn't really connect with it's not to my tastes YA stuff i've rarely connected with i just always want them to be a little deeper and more complex and usually a little older i don't know what it is so i think i put that at 12 i'd be okay with putting a spring spring for season 7 in that case, I'm sorry, Martha and Julie. We just didn't put out Lander on the list because we got 15 choices to fill, and we got to do something. Oh, it looks like Daniel Roman might be coming back here. Oh my god!
2: Surprise! Oh. I'm back. No way! <laughs> my, it's a new room of your house. Um, How is the not delay? Not even my house. It's a different house. It's a new room, though. I don't know. How is it?
1: I've never seen um, a different room um, in Daniel Roman's. I mean. For all I know, Daniel Roman lives in that uh, one place he always has. So it's, this is very exciting. Uh, I, I I I I enjoy seeing this. Uh, basically, Daniel, while you were gone, I went ahead and tell me if you think this is appropriate. Yes. I started to rank the bottom. I put all things Star Trek at 14. Okay, okay. Just because I don't watch it. And they put out so much that I can't keep up. And it's their fault. I yeah. put Vikings Valhalla at 13 just because I don't I really watch that either. And uh, sorry. Sorry. It was pointed out that we didn't have Outlander on this list, which, whoops. Um, 12, I was trying to put Shadow and Bone there, basically because I I find it hard to love anything that's that YA. It's just never deep enough for me, but I think you wanted to make an argument for it.
2: Yeah, um, I... That's fair about the YA ness of it. I I enjoy I Shadow and Bone. Um, I think th- what they what they've done to make it I don't want to say a little less YA, but they they've mixed in the Crows plot line, which is, you know, they're like roving scandalous thieves type thing. Um mm-hmm. so I it's hard because I am more excited for Shadow and Bone than like say uh, Doctor Who, <laughs> or Ahsoka, or Good Omens—like I'm gonna watch Shadow and Bone ahead of any of those. Gotcha. Um, I can understand the logic that you've got going on, though. I, I think that's pretty fair. Well, um, what would you put? Yeah, at number I don't know. I, like, are that. you more excited for Doctor
1: than Shadow and Bone? Doctor yes, Doctor Who. I'm excited would... for Doctor Who, kind yeah, of because I would David and Tennant's Shadow back really um okay you know i could yeah. probably allow that just in the spirit of compromise i am not crazy excited for doctor <laughs> who but i am more excited than shadow and, bone, because shadow and bone just kind of bores me and doctor who has David Tennant back and david Tennant was like that was the show okay. at its peak that was like the classic era of the new doctor who and i if for no other reason than kind of the nostalgia for the iconography i'm interested that was a nice coup they got to get the old showrunner back and the old doctor but i am willing because you know i just rank things without you here for a while so i'm willing to put doctor who at 12 and shadow and at 11 if that's true if that will um you know smooth over any feelings of displacement yeah or uh chaos
2: I think it would. I think it would. I think it would go a long way toward, um, you know, evening out all the imagined slights I came up with while I was running to this other room in order to get back on the internet. I so, made yeah, some cracks. Eleven. Cool. Uh, I made some cracks made while some you were gone. To- about Perhaps like the-
1: your rural living life, basically, but they're always half-formed. I oh, just yeah. like write out jokes about <laughs> um the the way you live and just uh just just dash them off some sometime when you when your call drops out. Uh and then okay, for eight, nine, ten—that's good. <laughs> I think someone suggested that Ahsoka should be number eight. Do we th- agree?
2: I mean this is this is a hard thing because again good omens
0: is one of those
2: things where i'm gonna watch ahsoka i'm not gonna watch good omens right when it comes out um i think of all the star wars things i you know what i'm gonna uh, wait ahsoka at eight was that the question
1: Someone suggested that Ahsoka go next. Um, honestly, I would put Good Owens, But I would watch Good Owens before Ahsoka. I, I like, I liked the first season. I thought David Tennant against Samuel L. and Michael Sheen brought a lot of really f- good energy to it. I thought it was fun. I thought it was like whimsical without being annoying. And this new season is going to be like Neil Gaiman writing his own basically his own story because the book is adapted. This is like based on him and Terry Pratchett yeah. absentmindedly thinking like, wouldn't it be cool if this happened next? And I think it's exciting. Um, But yeah. again, you would not. And I, and I respect that too. And then the boys.
2: It's it Okay. Yeah, a lot of it for me comes honestly, it's the Neil Gaiman element. I love Neil yeah. Gaiman. I don't always, for whatever reason, I have a hard time clicking with a lot of his stories. It's just this something in the style of not. them. Um Yeah. I I am not surprised. Loving that Sandman, which I mm-hmm. enjoyed a lot. Um I click. Okay. So out of it's hard. Ahsoka the Boys and Good Omen. Look. Ra- I would rank those
1: three. The, you say what you I'd would do, do 8, like, 9,
2: 10. The Boys, Good Omens, Ahsoka. Even though I'm more excited for Ahsoka, I think it is a bigger deal that Good Omens is coming out. I'm more intrigued. The fact that mm-hmm. Neil Gaiman is helping write it, and it is a sequel to the book, basically, because I already did the book, that's the kind of thing when, if a normal show did it, I'd be like, oh, God, here comes the train wreck. But because he's involved, I'm really curious. Mm-hmm. Like um, deeply involved. So yeah. The boys, good omens, Ahsoka. And yeah. I would that's probably my, go. My curiosity vote.
1: And I would go Good Omens, the Boys, Ahsoka. Just because I still have faith in the boys, some faith okay. because oh. you know, they've earned it. Like it's a good show. Um Yeah. I I, I, I want Season the- three
2: I'm- was good. They just
1: pulled the punch at the end of it. I'm surprised it, 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 it's it, it's it's this low. I, I I thought it would be higher. But um. so Ahsoka at number 10 then. So we can agree on that at least. Because like it could be good. It's a new Star yes. Wars show. Yes, we can. I mean, I don't know. Is it going to be an Obi-Wan Kenobi nostalgia fest? Is it going to be a Book of Boba Fett snooze? Or is it going to be a Mandalorian fun pack adventure ride? Or an Andorish... Bracingly, uh, revolutionary one. peon to, uh, the power of the people. Um, I don't know. It's number 10
2: and then yeah. it's going to have a lot of references. It is. Um, so I think that's that, fair. Sure. Okay. So we're down to the boys in good omens.
1: Do you want to bend or should I, do you want to, do you want to, do you want to, no, we can't, we can't do that.
2: I, okay. You know what? Um, we can't rock-paper-scissors it. I, I will say I'm indifferent enough about Gen V that I think we can put good omens above it.
1: <laughs> cool. Because oh, yeah. I, I'm intrigued really for the
2: boys. Yeah, I thought season three was good. I thought they pulled the punches a little bit at the end. Um, I'm. It's almost weird to think of it coming back again next year because now I'm yeah. starting to get used to shows being every other year. I am too. Uh, is so a I'm weird. not hungry for more boys right now. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I think Good Omens ate The Boys. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I like it. And that is our list. The top 15 most anticipated shows of 2023. Uh, number one, Three Body Problem, David and Weiss. Number two, The Last of Us, bring January 15th. Uh, number three, The Wheel of Time, season two. Number four, second season, The Loki. Number five, second season, of Invincible. Number six, Secret Invasion, starring Amelia Clark and Samuel L. Jackson. Number seven, The Mandalorian, season three, Baby Yoda and Din Djarin returning. Number eight, Good Omens, with an Angel and Demon, kind of homoerotic undertones, um, saving the planet. Uh, number nine, The Boys, season four, Homeland of Badman. Number ten, Ahsoka, Rosario Dawson is a oh she's an orange woman, not green. I got that wrong. Okay. Uh, number eleven, Shadow and Bone, Ben <sighs> Barnes. Yes, sexy y- Fodder. Uh, number twelve is Doctor Who. Right. Right. back. Number thirteen, fucking Fall season two. Number fourteen, all the Star Trek stuff. So much Star Trek stuff. And there's a there's more we didn't even mention. There's like animated shows. Number fifteen, the probably dumpster fire that will be the Witcher season three, which is probably. uh is is what is, is, is exciting, but it probably won't be very good. And that's our list
2: i yeah
1: yeah can we so
2: a few honorable mentions or or ones we didn't get in there so outlander i don't know for sure if that's going to come out next year they've said that it is but katriana balf also said she expects filming to take 13 months on season seven they started in october so that's like my god i don't know how that would happen unless they split the season basically um what there's do the do Mayfair Witches months? coming out in January.
1: <gasps> the Mayfair yeah. Witches.
2: So there are there's Ironheart for Marvel. Uh yeah. so there is good stuff we didn't fit on here, but these are the hypest.
1: Hypest. The hypest. Okay, Daniel, we so, yeah, are run on yes. time, but um I want to go right into okay. Daniel. You've seen The Witcher Blood Origin, which is coming out on Christmas Day, December 25th on Netflix, the Witcher Prequel I, show, so the thousand have. years before. <laughs> Daniel, just give us your rundown. What'd you think of this?
2: Um, my quick rundown is that if 2022 was the year of a lot of prestige, amazing fantasy and science fiction shows, The Witcher mm-hmm. Blood Origin is the Morbius of the crop. Um, nice. It is so bad, and and I say this as like a, a longtime Witcher fan. I love the books. I love the games. I had beef with the Netflix show because there are things I don't think it has done well in relation to the source material. Um, But Blood Origin, it's hard to even be mad about because it's just that chaotically bad um, that even though it it is more like a nineties sci-fi channel original than it is like the current state of fantasy shows, which sounds real bad, but like, the, the effects on it look like a 90s sci-fi original, like kind of the tone. Um, it's very, uh, I don't want to say slapstick, but it's not afraid to make jokes at its own expense. Um, <laughs> so there's a feeling that like they prioritized fun. The rule of cool is the rule on the-
1: Wait, I'm sorry to say that again. The rule of cool is what now? All right. Everybody, Daniel's home-
2: oh, Did I drop out again?
1: You blanked out there for a second. Yeah, okay, but I, I want to ask a question. You blanked out right when you were saying the rule of cool is something, something, something. Where was that going?
2: Yes. Yes. So, um, the Witcher Blood Origin, they made a lot of decisions that don't really serve a purpose. They just, uh, someone thought they would be cool. That's the feeling okay. I get watching it. Um, So what I was saying about that is the rule of cool is the rule on that show. So at a certain point, you just kind of have to go with it. You can't even get mad about how unhinged the thing is. And (laughs) this might sound like I'm being very harsh, but I, so I have seen blood origins like three times through now. I enjoy, Mm. I have enjoyed it. Um, but enjoyed it in the sense that I'm laughing because it's so chaotically outrageously ridiculous. Um, that that you can't even get upset. It, it feels nothing like The Witcher. Like, they basically <laughs> n- went as far afield as they possibly could from anything laid out in the books or games. Um, so those are my thoughts on The Witcher Blood Origin. If you watch it, uh, I hope you enjoy. Definitely uh, consider drinking a lot while you do. I recommend it. It helps you get through it.
1: A camp classic in the making, perhaps um thank you daniel and thank you for giving us that <laughs> yeah. preview into hell yeah good way to end of the year kick off the next one it's should we do lightning round really quick or should we skip right to the end
2: up to you dan you've been holding this down while i've been running around in in the outside to you know come to this room where i have internet so
1: so where is that your call if I can ask, just like
2: as I, like a question to our viewers, mother, my mother-in-law's house. Yeah, okay. I ran to the neighbor, which is my mother-in-law. I'm in her house in the basement. I do not have pink would, walls in my own place.
1: I was gonna say, would you call those walls pink salmon? What would you call them?
2: Um, I would call them pink, but salmon is probably more accurate.
1: Okay, you know, in it in, in one study, I think uh, in a case prisons, could be made cool. In prisons they used to have pink walls to keep the inmates calm. So, I'm glad you're calm. Let's do lightning round. Let's do it. This has been a this has sense. been a dance lucky fun fact. Let's do it. Um this is Okay. Yeah. Who's starting?
2: Uh <laughs> you know, I didn't even think about who should start. So, uh why don't you pitch it to me first? All right. So I hear you talk about the next one.
1: Daniel, for one last time in 2022
2: let it round. Put twenty-six
1: to the clock. Go. Uh, Ewan Mitchell confirms that House of the Dragon season two will film for eight damn months. Uh, probably from March to October.
2: Yeah, Ewan Mitchell, Aemon Targaryen from House of the Dragon, uh, basically confirming filming is going to last most of 2023. Um, so if you're wondering why we won't get a new season next year, that's why they're going to be filming it probably right up until around October based on what he said and that we know they're starting in March. So it's exciting to get news. (laughs) That's nice. Yeah. Sliding in under the buzzer. All right, Dan. Uh, So speaking of Witcher stuff, Henry Cavill is officially not coming back as Superman. Uh, While James Gunn, who Mm -hmm. is the new co-head of DC studios is putting out fires left and right on Twitter. How what's yeah. this been like, Dan? What do we need to know? It's been a
1: roller coaster, man. Henry Cavill quits the Witcher. He's been a Superman again. He's not gonna be Superman again. Um it's it's been entertaining to watch. I bet there's a lot of things we didn't see behind the scenes. I'd very curious to see. Um, James Gunn is throwing out Wonder Woman, he's throwing out Superman, he's throwing out a lot of stuff and building from scratch. we probably I bet we'll look back at this in two years, and hopefully it's it's fine. But for right now, it seems like a raging fire. All right. Yeah. Speaking of Henry Cavill, Daniel Henry Cavill, instead of playing man, instead of being on The Witcher, he is going to executive produce and star in a drama based on the tabletop sci-fi role-playing game Warhammer 40K for Amazon. What's up?
2: Yeah, uh, I I think that's so hilarious. Like, I'm happy for him that he has this gig. They locked it in. Uh, he is starring and executive producing in it. I believe with vertigo studios so sure. i am I, I don't really have a skin in the game when it comes to warhammer like i'll probably watch it but i don't really care too much one way or the other um i just think it's so funny that people mean that when he left the witcher and superman they were like let him make warhammer and now here we are <laughs> interesting man. Um, uh, yeah for real okay dan so uh-huh. back to uh netflix the final season of the Umbrella Academy will only have six episodes, uh, instead of the usual ten. We don't know how long they are, but that's a bit shorter than we expected. What are you what yeah. do you think that means for the series?
1: I don't think it makes sense. I think, again, we're coming to the end of this big booming tons of money into TV bubble. And People are realizing, like, we just can't spend 8, 10 episodes every season on a show that just not enough people are watching. Umbrella Academy is popular, but it's not that popular. Justify, like, all these millions they must be spending on the special things. So it makes sense. At least we're getting an ending. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. All right. Agree. Daniel, Uh speaking of superhero, I don't know what to think of this. Uh Donald Glover, <laughs> uh celebrated actor and musician is producing and starring in a new Sony Spider-Verse villain movie, a la Morbius, about a very little-known Spider-Man villain called the Hypno-Hustler. Is he selling out, or is it genius?
2: I feel like it's so hard to know. Um, I'm happy for Donald Glover that he is in the Spider-Verse, finally, Mm -hmm. like in a more official capacity, because he had a cameo in Homecoming that never went anywhere. Um, I was excited about this news right up until I realized it was one of the Sony Spider-Verse villain movies like <laughs> Morbius and Venom and Craven the Hunter. And now I'm just, I'm over it. Oh, I hope man. it's good, I'm but I man. don't expect it. Sure. Uh, yeah, truth. Okay, so Dan, uh, speaking of Neil Gaiman and the Sandman that we were talking about earlier, netflix is considering releasing new episodes of the sandman in batches as opposed to full seasons
1: what do you um thoughts? yeah that's it i mean it's the same thing with the umbrella academy like these shows are expensive to make and people are realizing on netflix like we can't keep doing this like anybody who says like it makes more sense yeah. no it, it doesn't like of course it should be a full season but at least we will get new episodes and just I'm glad they're holding on. I hope shows find creative ways to do this thing. Maybe it'll be a fun new model. Maybe it'll innovate yeah. something. Who knows? At least we're getting more. I hope we get the whole thing somehow. All right. Um, here's a pretty fun one. Um, Daniel, the UK TV station Sky Atlantic was formally censured for airing an episode of Game of Thrones at 7 30 a.m. without parental locks on account of all the potty words like the official statement said like use words were used like and then swear words here like things the hound would say at
2: 7 30 a.m. I think that's so funny uh yeah because in the UK uh there's a pin that goes on um shows with adult content on that channel and they didn't have it because they accidentally aired it at 7 in the morning. So just imagining all the children uh, who were introduced to these words through the Hound uh, is kind of hilarious. It's a fun one. Fun holiday story for the family. Um, Okay, Dan. Our final Mm. lightning round entry of 2022. We got the Yeah, Uh, we got our first look at Nakuti Gatwa and Millie Gibson as the 15th Doctor and his companion, Ruby Sunday.
1: Now, first of all, Ruby Sunday. Good Lord, that is a lot of quirk for a name. Um, They look cool, though. I don't love Doctor Who, but whenever there's a new Doctor, it's always exciting. And for Doctor of Color, that'll be cool. They look look fun. Um, Yeah, go for them. It looks neat. Um, Maybe it'll revive the show because it used to be like a pretty big deal and then it kind of fizzled out. Maybe you can bring it back. We'll see. And that is it. That's the last thing I'd run of the year. Thank you for Ooh. watching, Julie. Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy New Year. Um, Thanks for watching all year, guys. This is a lot of fun. Daniel came on this year. Yay. He actually uh, started at Yay. Fanside at-, at Wick literally a year ago yesterday. So congrats, Daniel, on your one year anniversary. And your birthday's tomorrow. Thanks, oh, nice, Dan. Happy birthday. That's, and Merry Christmas. You were born like oh my four gosh. days out from Christmas. Poor bastard. That's um, true. So all <laughs> the anniversaries are happening for you right now. Uh, congrats. Congrats to all of you for watching the best damn pop culture chat show on the internet. Um, I have been Dan Selke with Daniel Roman. We will not be back for two weeks. We're going to be gone next week and yep. the week after so we can enjoy our families, our friends, And like a plate of fudge this high, it's gonna all be for me. Yes, it's gonna be a lot of fun. (laughs) Uh, And I hope you guys also enjoy the holidays, friends, family, fudge, and we'll see you back here um, on January the because we're off twenty eighth, December and January fourth. We'll be back. We'll be back live on January eleventh, Wednesday at four p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the Wednesday Facebook page, Wednesday YouTube page. But in the meantime, if you're missing us, um, you can always catch us in podcast form on iTunes. Go play wherever podcasts are available. Thank you for a wonderful 2022. Here's looking forward to a great 2023. Happy holidays and merry
2: times. <laughs> Thanks all. Have a great year. Holiday. What am I saying?
1: This podcast is brought to you by Fansiding. Join our
2: community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between.